I am joined by uh, Elizabeth Leiter, director and producer of the film that's showing tonight, 399 Queen of the Tetons. Elizabeth, welcome. Thank you so much, Mike, for having us. And also Colin Nesbaum. Colin, welcome. Thanks so much. Are you in the film, Colin? I didn't make the cut in the film, but <laughs> behind the scenes. Plenty of plenty of footage and stuff. Um, Elizabeth, you are the uh, director and producer. Um, let's just talk about you for a moment. You've been in the doc world for how long? Um, I, I don't want to divulge numbers unless we're talking about 399's age, mm-hmm. but um, a long time. Uh, I think... 15 years almost. Okay, so. right in the sweet spot, right? right? <laughs> you haven't been around too long, but you've got some experience in the in the business. That's right. And cool. Yeah, and it's a, an amazing, I never really thought that this was what I would end up doing. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I thought I would do, but it's one of those amazing jobs that you're like, wow, this is really cool that I get to be nosy for a living and curious for a living. And That's, I know some people <laughs> who maybe I should start directing them towards <laughs> the doc world. You know, you ask a lot of questions. Have you ever thought about documentary film? It's not an easy way to go in terms of a career. You don't do it for the money. Um, you do it for the craft and the art. Would you say that's... Uh, accurate Colin yeah for sure I I you know we had we worked on this film for a long time and, and spent many hours more than than we were paid to do but you know really we're uh, both in love with making the the best art piece of art that we could make that mm-hmm. asked interesting questions mm-hmm. there's this there's this icon you know we talked to the director of the uh, the Buffalo film mm-hmm. right and then you you think about Western icons yep. and then we get to a point whether it's uh, bears Buffalo, wolves, um, we get to a point where we are arguing as people about the best way to move uh, on with them. And a lot of folks don't necessarily know what's happening, but 399 has become, she, the bear, has Mm -hmm. become a a celebrity. And uh, she's got, what, three cubs in this film? In this film, we follow her raising four cubs, wow. which we call the quads. And that's in a really unusually large uh, litter for a, a grizzly. And, um, you know, grizzlies raise their, their cubs for two and a half years. So it's not just, you know, it's, it's not just like a seasonal thing, like, oh, spring right here and fall, they're gone. Um, so it's a really, you know, it's a long time. It's a lot of hard work for mom. And yes, yeah, she's a celebrity. So we're, we're following that two year span of her raising her big quad litter. Are you behind the camera, Colin, or what are you? Uh... I was the one who was back home getting all the footage. So I was the editor. Oh, gosh. So all the, the massive uh, amount of footage that they came back with and the archives, the photographs, mm-hmm. the video, uh, we, Elizabeth and I, gathered together with, with all that material to figure out how to tell the story. I can't imagine. So I'm a bit of an audio editor in mm-hmm. my other job here at the station, but I can't imagine going through to find it's got to be a bit maddening. <laughs> It, it is a bit maddening. I mean, the, the beginning of it is a lot of fun. I get to just watch everything that, that they captured and mm-hmm. we get to uh, almost like a very long movie. I get to see everything that comes our way and get then a feel of it, get a feel for it, understand the story and then and then, you know, really soak it up. And and what are the questions? What are the most interesting things? What are the things that touch you emotionally that you want to to, uh, you know, bring them to the audience so they get they can get a sense for that? Elizabeth, how do you know that you are on the right track when you start uh, filming or do you not? 
<laughs> I, I'm not sure I, I know like a great answer for that question. Yeah. Like, I think, first of all, there's something in my gut most of the time that tells me if something is interesting to me and if it's mm-hmm. going to be like, if there's something here. When I first heard about 399, um, I was like, a bear that's a celebrity, like a wild bear that's a celebrity. Right. That's really interesting. What does that mean? And as soon as I started looking into her more, I mean, she's got a huge Instagram following. She's got her own <laughs> Facebook page. Right. She's got all right. this stuff. And there are stickers all over the Tetons that say, I saw 399 in Cubs. So I, there was something interesting about that immediately, but I knew that I would have to go underneath whatever it was mm-hmm. to get to get to the really good stuff. And that's why Colin was an amazing partner because he asked those same questions and was curious in that same way. Um, but you definitely go down a lot of rabbit holes and you have to explore so many options that that might not end up making it into the film right. at the end of the right. day. But you, it, to be informed fully and to be like curious about it, you kind of have to do that part. And those aren't easy decisions to leave something so oh, uh, on the so-called cutting room floor. Painful. So you're like, oh, there's this beautiful other side. And that probably is in, in all types of the film world. Every you film know. I've ever worked on, whether it's TV or feature film or a documentary short, it doesn't matter. There's always some part, something you really want to include mm-hmm. and you just can't find a home for it. Not unlike Montana, I know the area where 399 lives, beautiful area. I've been visiting Jackson since I was a kid growing up in Bozeman. And so it's people and then it's wildlife. Mm-hmm. And is that at the crux of what we're talking about with the film 399, Queen of the Tetons? A hundred percent. You nailed it there. <laughs> um, even though the film is sort of about this two year span of her raising this large litter of cubs, we're really exploring the relationship between humans and wildlife, humans and grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And 399 is so perfect because, and um, Colin said this the first time we spoke about the film, he was like, she's like the prism for us to also how we see ourselves, our relationship with nature and what we think it should be. Right. And that's where I think a lot of this human conflict comes in. Like I'm right because I believe this thing about the way we should live with grizzlies or they should be mm-hmm. delisted or they should be protected forever, you know? Yeah. So not to try to drive it there, but I'm right. just no. saying that this film really is about our relationship with nature. And we, I mean, there's other films at the doc fest this year that, that talk about this, um, this sort of, this pull back and forth mm-hmm. between how we're going to look at the world. And we're living in a time where, where there are huge opinions about everything, including the beer that you drink. Mm-hmm. Right. And some of these other things. So it's like, well, I'm this type of person. So I got to think this way about yeah. this issue. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where documentary films and this festival this year really is going to help shed some light and say, let's slow down. Let's learn more. Let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about this. Will you be in attendance after the film to a little Q&A? Oh, Yes. And Colin, you'll be there as well. I'll be there as well. And some of the subjects of the film will be there. You know, I not three ninety nine. She will not we be in invited her, but, but she's it like, seemed I'm like fine. a long trek. I'm yeah. good. This is a long trek. <laughs> but, a trek that a grizzly can make, but right, but sure. uh, a little too long to uh, get out of the area. Right. Tom Mangelson, who is um, a very well renowned nature wildlife photographer and conservationist, and three ninety nine self proclaimed documentarian, will be there yeah. and be on stage. And so will and Chris Servine will also be there, and he's also featured in the film. That's cool. Is this your first time at Big Sky? Yes. Nice. It's so nice to be here, and oh, I good. heard so many amazing things about it before I came. Everybody's like, "It's the best festival. You're going to have the best time. It's really wonderful." Yeah. And 
making films is such a labor of love. It's like climbing an Everest. And so to have a place like Big Sky Film Festival, mm-hmm. which celebrates documentaries and the people who make them and the people that love to see them, like mm-hmm. this community, is the best feeling ever. It's certainly a, a fun week. Have you been around to festivals in the past, Colin? I have been to a lot of film festivals and, uh, you know, to like Elizabeth is saying, to be at places where they value the craft and they've and where where folks that live in the community are really excited to see the films. We just learned that the yeah. film was sold out and we were both incredibly excited to be able to sit with a big group of people and watch this film on the big screen for the first time. So Nick Davis from the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival is in attendance. Uh, Nick, can you grab a microphone real quick? Yeah. For a quick, uh, a quick question. Again, you're listening to the Trail 103.3 and our coverage of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival going on now through the 25th. And it's always a real high point um, for us here and a good time to go see some doc films. So if people uh, didn't get a ticket for uh, tonight's viewing, is there a way can they how can they watch the film anyway? If they do not have a ticket yet, they Probably will not find one as it is sold out. Right. Um, the uh, due to the um, the goodwill of our filmmakers here, uh, we are going to be streaming this film cool. from uh, the virtual theater. Opens on Monday. Okay. Um, all short films will be available at that point and run through the festival through five days after the festival. Um, this uh, three ninety nine will be in the first batch of the features that will be available. Um, so this film will be available to stream uh, from Monday through Saturday of next week. So the nineteenth. That sounds great. And a lot of folks are homebound. And this is a great, inter- if you know yeah. of anybody who's kind of a little more homebound uh, for any yeah. reason, uh, point them to the festival. This is going to be better. It's going to be better than any TV that's uh, happening or any Netflix Settle sort of, into your sort couch, of thing happening. Get some nice cocktails or whatever you yeah, want to do. Yeah, and like popcorn. The popcorn. Elizabeth, I just want to ask you, uh, or just compliment you that um, this is the, we're kicking it off with your show, with your doc. And... You know, I was at a meeting a while back and I learned that this is not a pay to play festival. No. (laughs) And that is just want to tell people these are curated and they are here because of their quality. This isn't like, oh, well, we had a bunch of money. We paid the festival to put our film in there. And that's so tempting, I imagine, for the the folks putting on festivals to just take the money. Yeah. And quite the opposite in our case. uh, We have no, we we had no money. I I might still put a a tip jar out outside after uh, the screening. And if anybody wants to contribute to, uh, you know, it can be like your beverage fund (laughs) while you're here, you know, your, your coffee and tea and whatever beverages you like, uh, that could be tip your filmmaker. (laughs) Yeah, One thing I think it's important for people to know is that, just like just like there's no such thing as a free cup of coffee mm-hmm. you know if a restaurant owner will tell you that yeah. uh, my first job was at a restaurant yeah. there's no such thing as a free film either and so you know making them is a real labor of both you know love and a lot of financial commitment and, and time commitment and love commitment from the team that makes it and so I certainly didn't make it alone Daniel Carter our cinematographer is also here mm-hmm. um, Kim Woodard the EP who believed in it even when you know it might have been advisable not to um, so please come and support not only our film but all the other wonderful films yes. at Big Sky. And yours is uh, screening sponsored by the Nature Conservancy. And the various categories, I got to hand it to Nick and the crew over at Big Sky Doc Fest because the uh, website, for as much information as it contains, it is a uh, very user-friendly. And you can look up this particular film at 399film.com. 
And then you can also go to BigSkyFilmFest.org and uh, check out the trailer. And then do what I did last night. Uh, just went through the catalog and just clicked on every film I wanted to see and made sure that I had a uh, ticket to see them. You can buy a pass. You can buy uh, individual screening tickets. Just uh, check out your schedule. If you love film, you've probably already thought of this. Take a day off next week. I think that sounds like a really good use of uh, time off. I do too. Take like Wednesday off and just go watch all the docs. So do it. I, I second it. I support it. Stream them all back to back. <laughs> Colin, any parting thoughts? You know, I think when you do make a labor of love like this, we were just so excited about having as many people be able to see this as possible. And so we're yeah. thrilled that the, the theater is going to be full tonight. Right. We're thrilled that the opportunity to keep watching this film and all these other films online is going to be there. And we hope that there's a lot of conversation that gets to come afterward during the Q&A and, and among all the people who, who, who watch the film that they get to talk about these, these things and the, all, the, all the questions and issues that come up from, from screening. Great. Elizabeth, final word. Um, Chris Servine said to me once uh, when working on this film, he was like, grizzlies are the real indicator of a truly wild space. And you guys in Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, I'm, I'm not going to leave out people in parts of Western uh, or Eastern Washington state are the only ecosystem left in this country that supports this kind of wildness. And um, so even though grizzlies are really complex and they inspire a lot of debate amongst humans, I think that respect of that wildness is so important. And I hope that if people are gonna feel like she's so resilient and she's amazing at what she's been able to do, I hope it'll make us reflect on our relationship with nature a little bit and what, what our responsibility is to it. Perfectly said. Again, the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival runs now through the 25th. You can find out all the information at BigSkyFilmFest.org. Elizabeth Leiter, thank you for coming in. Thank you. Colin Nesbaum, thank you for coming in. Thank you.